0: Okay. Yeah. Let's not all jump on. <laughs> jump on
1: once.
0: Um, How you guys <laughs> <mean>? <laughs> oh my, Okay. 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 Clearly, uh, we are not. Score. You go uh, first. Honestly, it's okay. Like you know, twenty twenty is coming to an end. uh Could you know come to an end a lot quicker if it wants to. But I like the speed that we're going at um but yeah it's you know you know how it is for students during this time of year it's not really a holiday it's kind of like we have to still work and do uni stuff so it's a bit exhausting and so I'm a little bit I'm just a bit just I guess a little bit tired but I guess that's normal during this time of year it gets dark so much earlier during the day so you just feel like you're even less productive than you usually are because the days are so much shorter but even though it's like five six now it's
2: it's normal but yeah i don't know it's probably not making any sense go ahead Ejaz. um yeah uh it's um i don't know it's all right like um i was telling shakura earlier that like this is like the first time in a while where i don't really have like any uh like pressures external pressures like i've just left university and now i'm, I'm kind of doing freelance stuff so i'm just resting this december and then hopefully like january february time uh some of the jobs i applied to hopefully they come back to me and I have a job, like, during the winter, so that would be good.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Well, were you, I'm just, well, even though I'm doing, like, my master's this year, I feel like I'm having less work somehow over the holidays. I still have work to do, but it's not as intensive as medicine, I guess. So it's semi-relaxing. But, yeah, as you said, it's, like, waking up and it's, like, already dark. And it's just finding the energy to actually do things
0: but it's not it's not bad it's not bad Mm -hmm. Ijaz, Selena and I we've created 10 lessons that we have learned in 2020 and we just thought yeah let's use this podcast to discuss that so does anyone want to start with the first one or should I start because I wrote the first one I think anyways so the first one I wrote was your circle of friends might change as you continue to grow heal and love yourself that was a lesson that i've learned in 2020 what are your thoughts yes okay uh shall we go no 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 i'll say
2: something no i'll say something i'll say something um i agree i think um especially in this day and age of the idea of social media i think that is a very valuable lesson i think a lot of people um like to flex the idea of like oh yeah look at me I'm at another party with another friend and I'm at another place with another friend, and I mm-hmm. think with this whole quarantine like let's uh, call lockdown thing I think that's forced a lot of people and again I might be speaking for myself, but um, I think a lot of people have been like okay now that I'm in this situation where like my mental health is at risk you know who are my friends who are the people who are looking out for me who are messaging me you know calling mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. checking up on me. Yeah, and then yeah. it start, makes you start to realise. And also that alone time makes you reflect. It makes you reflect on, like, who, who's really helping you and who you, who are you mm. friends for clout with and who are you, who are your actual friends. And I think, yeah, do I agree with that. It's a very valuable do lesson. Do think I think quality. it's quality, not quantity. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. What about you, Salinas?
1: Yeah, like, I guess, as you said, like, you know, as times change, especially this year, it's very important to reflect on the relationships you actually have and see how strong they actually are. Mm. Um... I do think, it kind of relates to the point I have for number nine, so I'm not going to bring it up now, mm-hmm. but I just think in general, like, just talk, thinking about, like, going to school and things, sometimes yeah. you realise you're only friends with people because you went to school with five five days a week, you know, you, there's there's no deeper connection to that, but then people form this dependence and this attachment to people, and then they find out, wait, why, why is this no, why is this, isn't this deeper than I thought it was? <laughs> um but <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing but
0: <laughs> no because I felt that I felt that but yeah good. oh go. okay
1: sorry um but it's just like sometimes it takes it sometimes it just takes you a while but actually these people as much as I'd like them to be my friends they they we aren't actually it's not actually that deep it's, we're not actually yeah. that close mm. and I guess it took for me especially like in my gap year to be like oh actually these people you know we're friends but it's it's nothing really more than that than surface level, yeah. and it took me from to make it took me in my gap year to make new friends at work. I was like, oh okay, I like these people, and then finally at university, especially the Irish like, oh. ones. <laughs> and, Is
2: that an inside and joke? I don't at, get that one. Yeah, it's in at
1: university. To actually find my best friends, but oh, actually, these are my friends I wanted like all along. Like you don't have to hold on to people just because they just happen to be there.
0: Now, the second one that I wrote down was don't feel guilty for taking a break that was a lesson I've definitely learned this year
2: mm. where'd you get that one from why what what, what inspired I that think one? I think because it, you,
0: sometimes we're so pressured to be productive all the time and then obviously you have those annoying people that post on Instagram you know on that work ground you're not on that work ground because if you were on that work ground you wouldn't even be posting on Instagram that you're on that work ground but anyways that's going off on a different tangent. But I think sometimes, especially for me, I feel as if I have to be productive all the time. Every day you have to get a certain amount of work done, you know, and this isn't really a pressure I get from other people from being honest. It's more a pressure I put on myself. Like I need to be productive, I need to do, you know. And Mm -hmm. when I take a break and definitely like first term of university, I didn't feel like one time I took a break, it was actually a break because the whole time I was taking a break, the back of my head, I was like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Like it only took until the other week. I was like, okay, sure. Actually just do something nice. Do some coloring, go for like, don't do any work, like relax because Christmas break, you're going to be so burnt out. And then that's when you really need to do work. So I think, yeah, it's just a pressure that I put on myself and, Sometimes, I don't know, like, uh, you know, when you're on those university group chats, I've now muted, people talking about essays and I'm like, I haven't even like, you know, I haven't even thought about it and stuff like that. And that doesn't help with keeping me relaxed. But yeah, definitely just giving myself a break sometimes will, you'll you'll kind of avoid the inevitable mental breakdown. You know what I mean? So, Mm. yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I definitely like have the same problem, Um, especially... I guess with my course, but I guess it kind of applies to any course, but um, definitely as the years have gotten on, like as I'm progressing, um, like with finals coming up, like, you know, competition for places, like where you're going to be as a junior doctor, Mm. all of that kind of factors in. Um, And we've just found out with our point system that like other degrees and publications don't count anymore. Uh, Mm. So for example, this masters I'm doing now won't go towards my points, be a doctor anyway segue wow. um wow. They, they literally just took it out like the other like two weeks ago so yikes that's like four points kind of gone to my from my application uh so i guess all of that just kind of adds just adds stress to all of us um but i was the same like i just had to i was like oh i need to just do a bit of work every single day like every day do work but then i had the same problem where i wasn't actually resting and i was just getting burnt out mm. um and I was just like, okay, I need to actually have a proper rest before I actually go insane. Um, but this year is definitely, I've definitely like helped, um, gotten better somehow with my masters. I've had more time, so that's, that's I've been bad. trying to do like a bit of French here and there. Well, not anymore. Um, <laughs> I've been lazy, but you know, just actually taking time to just relax, which has been good. So yeah.
0: So the next one is um, That I wrote down as number three Was to destroy the belief That you have to hold on to people Just because you have a history together
2: That kind of links to the first one huh?
0: <gasps> Yeah it does link Does anyone have any additional points to add to that or nah? Uh,
1: I've had some people this year um, Who've been a bit toxic uh, Some yeah spots. Again, it's just like, but I found that with myself, I'm always like, oh, okay, like, you know, they they, they can be a good person, like, we've done X, Y, Z together, mm-mm, like, mm-mm. maybe it's just like a blip, but then you start thinking back to all the red flags since, like, you know, so many years ago, like, oh, okay, that was a problem, and that was a problem, and this person yeah. said that, and this person told me this. So I think I just have to tell myself that as much as you want to help a person, you can't actually. Fix people and you can't change people's like uh, world per- perceptions and stuff. Mm. It's like, exactly. if, if that's the person yeah. they are, that's the person they are. Mm. And I think for me, I just try to always see the best in people. Like, sounds corny, but I'm like, oh no, like, you know, if people can just see how I see things, like, it'll be fine. But some mm. people actually, oh, the like
2: amount that. of times I like you're talking <laughs> to someone is just like, why are you so stupid? Like, why do you think these things? Like, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like um oh uh listen like i get like black people are oppressed and everything but like why don't they just get over and like get a job and stuff and like it's not that hard
1: yeah.
2: and like literally i was having like this moment I, I was like talking to him and then i was like i didn't realize as i was talking to him like there were tears welling up in my eyes because i was like you don't understand like you can't tell someone look them in the eyes and be like yeah just get a job when like every day they're reminded when they walk down the street like oh yeah i am a black man or i am mm. like a black woman mm. yeah
0: I have a question. Let's say you're friends with someone, right, for a couple years, and let's say they're homophobic. Would you, that's something that maybe is something that you can't change about them, right? Would you still be friends with this person? Let's say, you know, obviously you could tell straight away if someone's homophobic, but would you consider still being that person if you, you know, because you said you see good in people. Do you believe, okay, Maybe I, if I can have them see that like, this is ignorant hate and, you know, there isn't any need for it, blah, blah. Or do you just think straight away, yeah, nah, not worth it?
1: Yeah, Even if me, they seem I'll...
0: like a good person.
1: Mm. Well, for me, like, I don't know. Like, if I noticed they already have those viewpoints, I'd probably not be friends with them. If it was mm. more like, how do I put this? If it's more from a place of ignorance, like, oh, I, they I kind of just don't really know things, I would, will try and make them see sense. But yeah. if not, I feel like for me, I just, once something happens, it's just, it will just stay in my brain. So I don't know how well I could actually um, stay friends with them. But again, it, it, like as we said, it's better said than done. Like, exactly. luckily I've not been in that position, but I have actually had like some friends say some things have been a bit off, but I've actually made sure to call them out. And I think yeah, okay. it depends on how their response is, if their response is why are you like offended blah 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 then I know okay this person probably doesn't care about this relationship that much mm. then we don't want to put the effort in if my friend says oh actually I'm sorry but I've hurt you X, Y, Z, I I will do better then I know okay they can, they can actually grow so yeah. I think then that says more about the character than their initial thought
0: the next one um I put down as like a 2020 lesson that was learned was things happen for you not to you you guys have any examples in your life where you felt like...
2: you say oh, things happen to you, not
0: to you? For you, for you, not to you. Oh. Do you have any any examples in your life where you thought, oh my gosh, why is this not going my way? And then maybe you reflect on then and you're like, ah, oh, that's why that happened because blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah, I've had a couple like that. So you know, why don't you go first though?
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel definitely like, um again, A-levels. Uh I was like, chasing so much trying to get into med school and trying to get my grades up and stuff um but i had to do a gap year because i like just missed one grade and i was like oh why you know why me blah 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 um upset but then during my gap year i really enjoyed you know work and making new friends and i realized actually this is actually a very good decision because number one i have money now i didn't have money before Number two, um, I'm actually independent. Um, I'm making new friends. This is really, you know, it's actually benefiting me. And then also, once I started uni, I was like, oh, I would not have met all these people if I actually was in the year above. You know, I found my friends, um, you know, and I'm very happy there. So then I was like, you know, what? that was actually a blessing in disguise, I guess. See, that's my my example.
2: Hmm. That's a good one. Um... I guess the example I'd use is that, like, obviously, as a struggling uh, filmmaker, you know, you have to try and get your script and your work out there. There have been a couple of times where I've I've, been, I've uh, given, like, my work out to people. And um, it's funny because for my uh, final year film, like, my lecturer said, like, oh, yeah, it's really good, blah, 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 blah. Then when I handed it off to someone else, like, in the uh, industry, they were like, oh, yeah, this is really good need to change this, this, and this though. but I'm like, what, but my lecturer said it was good, so it must have been good, but then I reread it, and there were, like, a ton of spelling errors, like, I was like, wait, this scene doesn't make any sense, blah, 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 because then, like, once you actually ask individuals who are actually in the industry, they're like, okay, but why is this scene there? All I could think of was, like, oh, uh, because I wanted to make a sad film, and that's a sad moment, isn't it? It's like, yeah, but you need, like, emotional catharsis, you need, like, a connection with the characters, you know, like, there's all. Mm-hmm. it's all well and good to have, like, a show, or, like, a a movie about like I don't know someone committing suicide but if you don't care about that person it's just mm. a bad film with no like real connection so after like getting those rejections and stuff I was like okay I was able to actually like critique my scripts and understand like where I went wrong fixed the, obviously the spelling errors and um yeah be willing to take criticism and feedback and I think that's one thing about like filmmakers is that they're not willing to give out their scripts for people to check
1: that's one thing
2: i've kind of like i'm glad one thing i can say about myself is that i've gotten over it i can give my scripts to people and not really care if they plagiarize it or like take it away from me or not because at the end of the day i will probably change it so if i give them something and they critique it and then they just take it anyway i'm like okay fine well i'll critique it in my own direction instead of you taking it and making it your own thing exactly
0: So Jazz and I were like talking about how our friendship groups have obviously changed but we have so many culture, different cultural representations, racial representation, religious representation, how almost in our minds, we start having those discussions. Like, for example, Jazz and I would like our own friends we were talking about like Palestine and what their thoughts on, you know, what their thoughts about that was and hearing like the, the different perspectives. So that's why I put down as like a next thing of like what I learned is diversity in who and what you surround yourself with is very important and I don't know if you guys agree disagree or see any any I don't know know what your thoughts are on that
2: no I agree with that I think um, yeah and I think uh, recently like last last year I basically was living with a uh, Irish guy a Indian guy and a Pakistani guy and definitely at least talking to the Pakistani guy. I was asking about like his experiences in uh, Dubai and uh, living in the Middle East and stuff. And it makes you realize that from your perception of like the Middle East on like the news and the media and stuff, it all just sounds like, oh yeah, they're just people who just like, you know, don't care about themselves or care about others, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. But there are people who are as progressive as as me, even more so, like very, very progressive people who are just living in the Middle East who are struggling under the uh, mm. like boot of American imperialism. shots but like it's it's that getting getting those people of diverse um backgrounds having the ability to actually mold your worldview makes you a better person i don't think i don't think having a diverse friendship group is as good as having like an all-white or an all-black friendship group can be because again you're getting a very you're surrounding yourself with a lot of confirmation bias um yeah yeah that's that's what i'd say
1: And again, like just getting different worldviews, especially like this year with Black Lives Matter and um, hearing about Mm. loads of different um, events going around. I was speaking to one friend about the Rohingya crisis in Burma, and she was telling me like, oh, the media portrays it as we are this. But in fact, no one, the population doesn't like what's happening to the Rohingya people. But Mm. it's the government versus the military there, who Mm. are both like at loggerheads. And then my Indian friend telling me about, again, the government and how, you know, right wing, you know, the right wing is just becoming more popular. Yeah. And the choices you have, again, it's just lesser of two evils. Again, mm. so, you know, it it does really help you, like, widen your um, worldview and point of views. So I definitely think it's good to diversify your friendship groups and who you surround yourself with. Exactly. Because you can't get so far in life with having been around only one type of thought, one type of individual, because there's, there's so much more to the world. Exactly. Exactly. And it's almost to the point where,
0: when like I see like an all white or an all Asian or, or black friendship groups, or, or not like even like friendship groups, I don't want to generalize, or if you are like friends who just predominantly, you know, mm. just one kind of culture, basically for me, almost in a way, it's almost self-segregating because it's like, you only want to expect, like, for me, I understand, like, you know, you feel comfortable around specific people, but it's almost like you want to cause that segregation amongst, you know, all of our cultures. Um, and also leading onto that Black Lives Matter um, black lives matter comment as well definitely like when you have like a diverse range of friendship groups you can have that discussion about race i definitely feel like when i was younger in school i couldn't really talk about it with my friends like racism and you know what you know what an unconscious bias would be because for they were part of like the majority of that makes sense so definitely now like being friends with like other black people and stuff you can have those kind of discussions where, you know, before you kind of just keep it in because you just knew, well, no one's gonna really understand. People are gonna think I'm melodramatic. At least when you're talking to someone who kind of looks like you who or you know, you not even looks like you who's a person of color. You guys already have that under mutual understanding of that oppression that, you know, that we all face.
2: Yeah. One one thing, one thing I, I will say that I think I need to improve on is that I feel like I need to um potentially get more like understanding of like the uh issues of lgbtq plus people in Mm. in the world i think i think we're still way behind in terms of like trans acceptance in especially Mm. the uk Mm. but i definitely but i'd say worldwide too just like the amount of like discrimination that goes on the amount of transphobia that still goes on um in like uh i think in poland i was reading somewhere they are having like lgbtq plus free zones in that, like, it's Whoa. not like actually enforced by the government, but it's like becoming more widely accepted by the public, and Jeez. you know, it's, it's stuff like that. It doesn't get reported on just because there's still that uh, fear of the other and the other being exactly you know people who don't conform to our rigid societal mm. perceptions mm-hmm. of gender and uh, sexuality.
0: And what you know, like when we went to that Black Pride, and if if you're based in the UK. Obviously we have pride, but if you really want to experience like pride, like proper pride, especially for people of color, black pride is like the best way because it actually gives that discussion on how it how it is to be a person of color and be part of the LGBTQ plus community. I remember we, um, my cousin, my mom and I, we went together and we were sitting down and we were listening to people's stories about, you know, intersex, that that's not, that's not really discussed um, a lot. And, you know, a person who I think, I, I, do you remember that guy who had like the Bible and was trying, basically like debunking what people were saying in the Bible oh, about yeah, yeah. homosexuality. Um, and like, I wish obviously like Black Pride, you know, t- to be honest, the venue, I don't know if it could have more people, but I wish there were more events like that. And it's a shame that we have to have Pride and Black Pride because it's a shame that we obviously can't have it together, But to be honest, to have those types of discussions, it needs, you know, the right people need to lead it. but. You know, Black Pride was a beautiful example of, you know, my cousin, my mom, and I were just there to just learn, educate, be around, you know, be around people. And we honestly had the best time. It was actually it amazing was really like, when we went really, there. Really, so really if good. anyone, obviously with COVID, it's annoying, but if you're ever in the UK and it's around, when when was it like, July time?
1: It was, yeah, it was summer. Uh, yeah, it was,
0: yeah. yeah. In the summer, I definitely recommend if you're, because Celine and I, we didn't go to Pride, but we went to Black Pride. I definitely 10 out of 10 recommend going to, Black pride, like honestly, it's just it's just so beautiful to see that mm-hmm. type of love, especially people of color, because you know culturally it's just really not accepted. Like to be a black gay man is very very difficult in today's society. um So just having those discussions really helps. But then again, you have to be in that mindset in the first place to want to have those discussions and want to learn and all that. So that's a, that's a whole separate discussion itself. But I don't like you just said. I don't think it's discussed enough. I don't think um for example i only knew um about intersex when because of this american tv show i don't actually ever see it mentioned in uk television um and i still feel like uk media is just still quite behind on things but yeah definitely definitely you're right jazz Like, there's not a lot of representation of it and if there is it's definitely not enough there's not enough discussions you know what was that thing with the nhs that only like with the blood I know that That stopped But remember The NHS had a law Oh that yeah They can
2: Yeah So I think Oh a certain
1: blood type um, Yeah It stops gay, now right uh, I'd like to hope so It must have
2: I don't know I don't know I still I still think it's a thing I think Oh so no no it's, I thing. no it's still a thing No it's still a thing Because I think it was like If you've had uh, You can't give blood If you've had sex Within like two or three months As if like You know Like having sex like four months beforehand like it's gonna change it but yeah if, if you're gay and you've had sex like two months before oh wait blood, so just, to, just to, to
0: correct to jazz um it's all men must wait three months after having oral or anal sex with another man before donating
1: so it's uh, not I was, I was basically yeah, three, I just three, that, three yeah. Months.
2: so yeah i mean like how like stuff like that like it's just a clear like uh bias against lgbtq people um it's i don't know it, and, it sucks.
0: Yeah, And and the thing is, they're trying to justify like on the website as well, on the NHS website, they're basically saying it reduces the risk of any um, infections, or but can't couldn't that be the same with opposite? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a medical, medical expert, but yeah, it's a bit shocking, and it's the fact that this is still going to be the case. Yeah, um, so I'll just
1: scroll down on the same website you're on, because they have changed yeah. these rules. So it says that before 2011, men who have sex with men were not able to give blood at all. At all. In 2011, they changed it to a 12-month wait. November 2017, it was a three-month wait um, for men who have sex with men. was introduced following changes to SAB BTO guidance. We have some of the world's most progressive rules about who can and can't give blood. The irony of that statement Some countries don't allow men Who have sex with men to give blood Or have a 12 month delay As if, you know, three months makes it any better
2: That's but... like saying we're not the most racist country Come on, we only have a little bit <laughs> yeah. of the races. Come on, like <laughs> yeah, 2017?
0: Yeah. Come on, like 2011? That's not even that long ago, come on Yeah but, you know, it just creates a whole stigma
1: again about, you know Infection with, you know Bisexual and gay men But, oh boy it's weird it just, we live yeah. in a
2: society where oh, we weird. were like oh yeah let, if there was someone dying of blood and he just happened and there was a gay man dying of blood dying like who was in dire need of blood and there happened to be a gay man like two within two meters who was like i have the exact same blood type i could save this man the government would be like yeah no sorry bro we can't we can't have your blood yeah, because you're, you're married months. to a man and sucks to suck but we're gonna have to wait for another guy to give this guy blood you know what i mean
0: it's, it's oh. shocking it's shocking and i don't understand like this. The science behind it because can't you transmit anything regardless of sexual orientation so the next one is let let it go living in the past impedes your ability to focus on the present
2: because i do like holding a good grudge but
0: (laughs) yeah you don't hold grudges
2: no 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 i I don't i don't let it like rule my life i do like Remembering things are like, yeah, you're saying this. Well, what about you know, a month ago? But uh like I do have like when I have like arguments, uh and then like I'm like randomly in my bed, I'm like, oh, that would have been a good thing to say back then. You know what I mean? You know, when you're like, <laughs>
0: yeah. you're like, Oh, that would have been a good I rebuttal
2: know. to what he said. But um mm-hmm. uh yeah, no, I agree with that. I I, I think I think it's that's a correct mm-hmm. statement. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: um oh, this is, is selena oh yeah I wrote wrote the next two points so um, this next point I wrote about preserving and protecting your mental health is really important you don't need to keep up to date all the time with current affairs and the news so Mm -hmm. I wrote this out because I was um, with lockdown number, what was it now? One? Yeah, one. Um, That's when Black Lives Matter was really taking off with the killing of George Floyd and Mm -hmm. all the protests were happening Mm -hmm. and um, I was actually self-isolated with my boyfriend and it just ends up being like every single like morning would wake up, like go on the news, see what's happening. And I realized we were just like ranting and like venting and just getting upset like every single day. Mm. And then I was just like, as much as I want to keep up to date and you know, all the black squares on Instagram and all these infographics are happening, you know, as much as you can do all of that, you're not, if it's not, um, how do I put this? if you're actually damaging your mental health in the process, Mm, like you mm, just need mm, to take mm. time away. You don't have to, Mm. like the world will not crumble if you're not keeping up to date with it. Mm, Like mm, it's mm. just, sometimes you just need to take a step back and say, "I, I can't do this anymore. I need like two, three days away to just like have a rest.
2: To be fair, I agree with you guys to an extent. I think before George Floyd, I was fairly, I wouldn't say apolitical, but more like apathetic of like, oh, yeah, you know, racism is bad. And, you know, all that stuff is bad. But, you know, we're we're becoming better, whatever, whatever. Um, And then I think after George Floyd hit, like after that, I was like, okay, now, like it's become my like prerogative. Like I have to. It's like my Mm. I have to become politically aware because if I because if I don't become politically aware, then I'll be able to be easily manipulated by the media I consume, by -hmm. the people I talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand why you guys would be adverse to consuming the news, and to be fair, I don't even really consume the news, I just, no, I'm not. more consumed theory, like more political theory. Oh, that's even
0: worse. That's yes, yeah, that's actually worse. How is because
2: that, that that's, worse? That's not, that's is not
0: fact because theories that's not, that's not like I would rather look at empirical data that's fact than something like Celine, you're like a med, like that's like I mean, saying, oh, the theoretically, theoretic- call, you can do
2: both. Score, score, listen, listen, listen. So, there's someone. So you can look at stuff like the Communist Manifesto. You can look at stuff like Karl Marx. You can see that he's prescribing and diagnosing an issue of capitalism. And you can see that that issue is continuously forming, like, within today's society. Like, he analyzes issues like class conflict. He analyzes issues like um, uh, the conflict between uh, the worker and the worker. I mean, the worker and the employer, how, basically, the worker wants to work for as little hours as possible for the most amount of pay and how the CEO wants you to work for the most amount of hours for the least amount of pay and without that class without that conflict being resolved between the two then capitalism Mm. in its in its entirety is exploitative like stuff like that helps you analyze the world and look in the world through a specific lens specifically a marxist lens and when you have issues stuff like oh um you hear about a uh, Amazon factory shutting down or you hear stuff like, oh, Jeff Bezos makes something, something amount of money each year. You can use that Marxist uh, theory that you've uh, accumulated over the years from reading and you can see like, yeah. OK, how has he accumulated this money through profit? What is profit? The exploitation of the uh, labor of their workers. Why is it exploitation? Because you're taking the surplus value of what the workers have created and keeping it for yourself. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Helps you analyze the world. I'm not saying you have to watch the news and you have to like analyze each and every situation, but it gives you that not even ammunition, but gives you that that uh, intellect and that knowledge to be able to to back up your beliefs instead of just being a right winger and being like, oh, why do you want higher taxes? Oh, so I can keep more of my money. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, the
1: news, is, the news is still good because I guess some texts might not be accessible to people who you know might not know terms or have the time to sit down and read I don't know books so I guess news is good in that way but I think it is good to have a a mix of both if you can
2: but even then it's like you shouldn't shouldn't
1: force yourself to like how do I put this like you shouldn't stress yourself out being like you need to again just keep on top of everything because I Mm. guess it, it is it is difficult and it is it's personal as well to you it's like exactly it, it depends exactly. on yourself
2: communicating and having those talk those difficult talks lets you know the type of friends you have and if you Facts. can't have those talks and yeah. you can't have those conversations
1: Facts.
2: then i think it's indicative of the type of relationship that was based off of and i think mm. i've noticed that a lot of like a lot of the friends that i've kind of had through like uh i don't know like partying and stuff i couldn't even imagine having these sort of like conversations of like oh mm. blm or political yeah. conversations it just sounds funny to me because in my eyes they don't no, that sounds bad but in my in my in my eyes they i don't know they maybe don't have the emotional intelligence or the or the wearable maybe that's i don't know, i can't find the right words but they, they i don't know they just don't have that link in order yeah, to yeah. understand it
0: but yeah. um just to add on to that because you said emotional intelligence would that link to expectations because um there's some people that I'm friends like you know I wouldn't you know obviously friends but you know like not close enough to have these types of discussions where I'm kind of like I know we're not going to have these type of discussions like you know obviously they're not like about I can't imagine us Is that that expectation that you have like maybe they're not ready to have those conversations is it our responsibility to force these conversations out like I don't know these are just questions I'm not like attacking anyone but would you say it's That's because it, I think, you're, you're expected you know okay this person's emotional intelligence like this therefore my expectation is quite low in, in regards to having these discussions about race or do you feel like you have to feel responsible to to force you know make someone feel comfortable in uncomfortable discussions
2: I think for guys and I think it's very different between guys and girls I, I have this theory and I've told Scrooge to this I think mm. women and more specifically uh black women but women in general are more likely to be more liberal and inclusive in comparison to men because mm-hmm. a lot of the time society has been structured in order to kind of fuel that mindset of heteronormativity mm-hmm. or like toxic toxic masculinity. So had to have these conversations of like politics and, uh, you, you know, bias is kind of hard. Like an example mm-hmm. of this was like, I had a group of friends in, um, London. Uh, I, I've met, I met a lot of them through like this, uh, Camp I was working at. And at the time, obviously I was very new to like London and I was I was going to study in university that year. So I was like, okay, maybe if I just try to assimilate into the culture and make friends and you know, high school like I kind of had friends, but I wasn't really like, I didn't really assimilate just due to the fact that I felt like again the only black guy. Um, and then again, I kind of felt that again at the summer camp, but I was like, okay, let me try to maybe assimilate into English culture. But there was that whole drinking, lad culture, oh, who yeah. did you pull, blah, 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 blah. And especially when you're like 18 or 19, like I was, and I didn't have the, the, I guess the knowledge that I do have now, of like society and, and perceptions of, of women and stuff in our society. You don't want to be like, hey guys, yo, come on. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about women like this. Maybe we should be like, you know, being respectful and not trying to be on the poor lads, blah blah blah, 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 blah. But obviously like when you're, especially when you're young and black, I think it's very hard to, to stand up for that kind of thing. But now looking back, especially, and and again, even I've tried to hang out with them again and even now it's not the same after I've kind of, I don't know, I've, I've, I've sensed these, you know, these little things that they do. I'm like, oh, that's not really something that can really fly in today's day and age that like, it's come to the point now, like I've kind of, I've left the group chats. Like it's not really like a healthy environment to be in. And once you realize, okay, what kind of environments that you're in and you realize, okay, they may be toxic. I think having those conversations aren't even in the question.
0: Yeah. Cause at that point I you, know know you, you can't agree. even have
2: the conversation. So you need to leave those yeah. environments. Well, I guess I'll just say thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed what we said, and um, again, we're looking for feedback, so feel free to follow us on Instagram at uh, Benange on um, Twitter.
0: Benange podcast.
2: Benange podcast, I apologize. Not on Twitter, sorry. On our uh, Instagram, are we gonna get a Twitter? I don't know if we're gonna get a Twitter.
0: I don't know. Like, do you guys use? Because I don't use Twitter, so I didn't make a Twitter. I, I use Twitter. But... Okay. Or do you want to? Can you make one for us, please? Maybe, yeah,
2: I don't, we'll I don't mind. We'll, we'll see one day yeah let's first at least like get past like five episodes first (laughs) Um, and actually try
0: and be consistent
2: yeah so thanks you for listening please follow us on spotify and on uh, apple podcast um we will try to release our podcast every other wednesday obviously that depends on our schedules and we're all working individuals so that obviously depends on how free we are thanks again for watching and uh god bless and uh peace peace